0: Why It Matters. 20FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is now time for Why It Matters. I'm Elliot Danker. Now, since the emergence of TikTok, a transformative shift in our media and entertainment consumption habits has emerged. Right. I mean, if you think about it, TikTok really revolutionized the way hyper curated entertainment is delivered to users, surpassing any speed or volume benchmarks previously set by other social media platforms. Now, despite the fact that global streaming entertainment services, things like Netflix, Or Amazon Prime, they employ a capital intensive business model with consumer spending threefold that of TikTok. You've got new generations. They tend to spend more on things like short form videos rather than over the top or OTT platforms. Now, this underscores the necessity for OTT providers to proactively adapt to evolving consumer behavior among the younger demographic so how are those in the streaming services landscape going to prepare themselves well on the line with me is charlie thomas who is director of solutions engineering content delivery and cloud computing specialist edgeo charlie good afternoon how are you I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. So, AJ, of course, a provider of content delivery services to stream digital content over the Internet. Let's talk about the rise of streaming services. What are your thoughts on the current streaming services landscape?
1: As you said earlier, right, it's more competitive a market than we've seen in a long time. So the media companies out there are competing for content. They're competing for viewers. You know, in some cases, they're competing for capacity, right? Network capacity to be able to reach out to mobile audiences.
0: And when you consider that they're they're trying to go after mobile audiences, does it then create a scenario that the streaming services landscape maybe is going into a very saturated phase right now?
1: I don't know if it's saturated phase. I mean, so so the one thing that they have found, right, you know, particularly with TikTok's rise is there's really no shortage of content out there. TikTok adds about 34 million videos a day to their platform. So that's, 280,000 hours a day of, of content. So there's, there's plenty of content. There's a lot of people that are viewing it. I think what's important and what we're really learning is, you know, we need to look at how we are curating content, how we're, you know, what, we're, what we know about end users and how they're interacting with the content and how we can make sure that the user experience is what they expect.
0: Mm. What do you think was that that how share but paradox point or that focal point in time that that has changed consumption habits? So we say tick or I said TikTok, perhaps COVID nineteen might have been a cause as well.
1: Certainly COVID had a big impact <laughs> on on things, right? So yeah. as a content delivery network, you know, one of the things we experienced early in the days of uh COVID were, you know, we had you know, countries at some point uh, reaching out to content owners and asking them how they could you know, limit the impact of the massive impact that they saw or the massive increase that they saw in, in usage on the networks mm. to kind of limit that. So I think people reaching out for different ways to interact with people and, and, and be more connected. Also, the platforms have gotten much better with their search algorithms, right? Mm -hmm. So how they curate content, how they know their end user is much more defined and and refined than it was in the past.
0: Right. So I'm quite curious about this whole idea of of long-form versus short-form content. For a long time, I used to think that there are generational differences. But just between me and my wife and we're in our 40s, I like long-form. She prefers the short-form content. What are you observing on that front?
1: So I think that there's actually, there's still an appetite for both. So <laughs> okay. one of the things that we've actually seen a lot of in uh, recently is a growth in the live market, right? Oh, so okay. live certainly plays more into the long form content. Mm. So I think some of it's time of day, some of it's the type of content. So I think there's there's always going to be, or for the foreseeable future, there's, gonna, <laughs> there's an appetite for both. Okay, right? The short form content, which gets you through the day, right? And the lows and, and, and gaps that you have. And then there is a time when you want to have long-form content. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be able to watch the live event, live sporting event. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to be able to see, you know, we saw a big increase in live music, yeah. actually, over COVID. And that stayed through uh, past. So it's continuing to rise even after people are have returned back to normal life.
0: Yeah, I, I actually, one thing I really missed from COVID was uh, every Saturday morning, they were streaming live performances of Andrew Lloyd Webber's musicals. And that's long-form content. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little bit, uh, still saying with, with the whole idea of, of long versus short-form content, right? I used to have the assumption that with regard to short-form content, the quality of production or, or the quality of viewing wasn't as important. Is it still the same or has that changed?
1: No, I think there's the quality of content still is fairly important, right? I mean, that's why we see a lot of competition for short form content acquisition right so at some point there's not that big of a difference from the business side right okay. so you okay. have to pay for your content right mm-hmm. so if you're you know a netflix or a amazon prime or disney you're paying for big media and all that production entails if you're a short form youtube uh tick platform right you're still paying to get access to the premier content providers. Okay. Most of the content that goes on these user generated platforms get very few views, right? But there is still the premium user generated content, right? These are the, the people that everybody subscribes yeah. subscribes to uh, yeah. you know, for video gaming and for, yeah. you know, that type of thing. So All these right. are the, the high subscribers.
0: Okay. Okay. So I hear the subscription. What are you telling OTT providers or even broadcasters then in light of, you know, what we've just discussed, uh, the, the, ev- the evolution of consumer behavior?
1: So one thing they need to always consider, right, is expectations from the technology, which is twofold, right? One is, users are expecting a conformity across their platforms, right? Whether they're watching it on mobile or they're watching it on a TV or they're watching it on a device, okay. they expect to be able to transition from device to device and them to have a, a similar experience. And the other thing is it's more of a utility nowadays than it ever was, right? So the expectation is just like when you turn on a light, you know, you, know, you flip the switch and the light turns on. So the mm-hmm. platform needs to be always on, always available, and it needs to be aware. So, you know, companies need to know their audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, They need to know what they want to see, and they need to be able to provide a service that is
0: uninterruptible. Wow. That's an interesting point when you consider the likes of uh, Netflix uh, applying the whole different tiered subscriptions where you have the cheaper ones, but they'll come with commercials. Do you see, how do you see this landscape of streaming um, versus how people are advertising? I mean, that's, that's changed so much, especially with short form videos. Is there a way that both worlds could live together? I mean, possibly, I mean. So it's <laughs> challenging because
1: there's only a handful of markets that the AVOD type model really works in, sure. right? So sure. Singapore being one of them. Um, I actually I'm in Japan. Mm. It's also a market that supports AVOD. The CPM, like the so the cost for advertising, advertising revenue, in many Southeast Asian and you know Eastern European countries just aren't isn't high enough to fully support a lot of the AVOD. So it's a challenge, right? So yeah. that's why. I think live has done really well because live is one of the platforms where, for live content, you can still have a combination, right? So you can have subscription plus ad. So, kind of like the Netflix. Uh, where you have a tier where you charge a little bit and then add adds into it live does quite well for that i think it's interesting to see what happens with netflix though
0: yeah i mean this is a kind of one of those keywords trending words type of questions where there's technological innovation come into play does it apply in this scenario yeah i mean the one thing that makes it to where you
1: can make actually make the business model work Right. is to be able to improve your CPM. So CPM is, you know, cost per thousand impressions of ads. And the one way you can do that with technology is by dynamically inserting your ads into to the streams instead of doing a blanket approach. So by doing more targeting and advertising, you can increase your CPM and then you can support that business model. So mm. I think that's a te- technology innovation you really need to see to improve the CPMs to, to make the model work. Yeah,
0: that's going to be quite interesting. Okay, kind of just a final question. Uh, and this really is about looking ahead to 2024. What kind of trends or predictions do you see, you know, that could pot- potentially shape the streaming service industry uh, going into next year?
1: Trends-wise, like any business, we're trying to improve our our, uh, our cost models, right? So sure. I think companies are looking at how they encode content mm. to bring down bit rates so that they can make it less expensive to deliver content. Hmm. They're also looking to leverage cloud providers to reduce their cost to deliver content. And then they're using the business intelligence to know more about their audiences so they can
0: provide a tailored
1: experience. All right.
0: I've been speaking with Charlie Thomas, who is Director of Solutions Engineering, Content Delivery and Cloud Computing Specialist at Edgeo. Thank you so much for your time today. Take care and have a great Tuesday evening. Thanks a lot.